I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm Andrew Schleck. We're part of CLNSmedia, dailycenter.com, and we're featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. With me tonight is Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Nighttime! We've got another night pod. Night pod! After a 112 to 121 loss in Denver. This is a big one. This is a big one. But the, uh, the Thunder come up short tonight they came up short after convincing us that they might actually win which (laughs) somehow made it worse i was already ready i was done it was like nine minutes left i was like "Eh, what are you gonna do it looked like a wrap and then yeah put together a run uh it was really impressive and that's i mean this team just they just don't die they they lose games they Obviously, they lose games, but they don't die. It's It's been a long time since I've just seen this team just roll over and die, which I think is a good characteristic. Like they show fight. They didn't shoot the ball well tonight at all. They're 26% from three, 45% Ugh. from the field overall, 64% from the line. Ugh. They missed nine free throws. Jeez. Nine. Uh, Paul George <laughs> did not have a great night. This is two games in a row. Or Paul does not look good. Yeah, so, he, he had a he had a really bad first half, but there was a stretch there. I, it may, may have been at the end of the third quarter. In the it was probably in the fourth quarter actually, fourth, where it was just yeah. it was getting all those steals. Yeah, he had six was, tonight. Six. Yeah, steals. his career high is seven. Right. <laughs> yeah, he not that he was he wasn't bad all around. He just didn't have a MVP like performance. Not at all. Yeah, like 25 points, six. He did have six steals, seven assists, eight boards. Like the stat line looks nice, uh, but he wasn't great. Uh, Terrence Ferguson was kind of a non factor in this one, which kind of yeah. hurts a little bit. Uh, he didn't hit a three. He was one of two from the free throw line and had that one cut to the basket, and that was about it. He's mostly a non factor. Uh, the Adams Jeremy Grant front line, uh, it's, this is two games in a row, another strange uh, mini trend where it felt like Morris and Noel outplayed them in their minutes. Morris yep. and Noel were a plus 14, 15, and then Grant and Adams were a minus 24 and minus 23 on the night. Not that, I mean, Grant played a, had a great game, um, but just just the overall flow of the game, it feels like it's just a little bit different with those guys in. Yeah, I was trying to see uh how many points did Adams have at half? I think he had 15. Okay, so he basically had his stat line at half. Mhm. Yeah. He's been weird. And I know before the All-Star break we just assumed like ah, he's just kind of been run a little ragged. Yeah. He just needs to rest a little bit. But even coming out of the break, it just something's off 
And I don't know. I have no idea what it is. I think it's. I think physically, he's he wears. He's been da- beaten down. He wears down as games go on. He and I haven't said this yet, and I don't know if I should say it, but he was oh! he was limping really, really hard after that Utah game. After the game, really? Mm-hmm. What's going on, Andrew? I don't know. Did you ask him about it? You know, he's in the locker room, and like he walked by with like this noticeable limp, and I'm just like, oh, what? Uh, I have nothing to report other than that, <laughs> but it was, I just wonder where he's at physically. Cause he, he can play through a lot. Uh, and he did, he looked great to start the game, start out the game really well on both ends. I thought Then as the game went along, he just kind of wears down a little bit. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think that Adams has been like really bad i think a lot of people are attacking him unnecessarily on twitter um but he does seem to get a he little hasn't bit been worse bad but like legitimately early in the season we were talking about whether he should be considered for an all-star spot mm-hmm. yep. and we were serious about it like we knew it wouldn't happen but we were like should we at least even matt moore was talking about adam's effusively talking about how great he was early in the season mm-hmm. so some something's happened the only thing that made me feel better was i was on his basketball reference page and i was reminded that he's oh, this is only his sixth nba season he's mm-hmm. he's younger than buddy healed that made me feel better that was like yes. the only thing that made me feel better <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean russell had a weird night because i thought that i mean he only took 14 shots Five of them were threes. I was really afraid that we were going to get like a 23 game tonight from Russell. Not 20, but I thought he was going to shoot it a lot. You know, I heard you say that on the Monday pod. Yeah. And even after watching the game, if you had told me he was like two of 15 from three, I would have believed you. Because <laughs> it felt like one of those nights because he was taking some of those shots. But then you look at his final line. It's like, oh, Russ actually had like a pretty good shooting night. He was eight of fourteen, for and for, I tweeted that like I think Russell's had like a decent game, and people are just like you're so wrong. I'm just like <laughs> it's just because his mistakes are so loud, like the turnover at the end of the game so loud. I thought his defense was not good tonight. I thought he was he was a step behind every rotation, and there's something about playing Denver with him that is just weird. Ever since he had that fifty point triple double to seal the triple double record and to knock Denver out of the playoffs on that final shot. He's kind of played weird against them. I think Rocky cursed him after that game. <laughs> I think he's been cursed. He can't win there anymore. Have we won since that game in Denver? No, they've lost. This is their fourth game. Well, maybe they have. They've. Well, I don't know in Denver. I don't think so. But they've. this is the fourth game in a row they've lost to Denver. Damn. Yeah. The Nuggets are good. That's a They're, really good team. The the crazy thing about Denver to me is just how deep they are. Someone like Gary Harris, who before the season, oh, we, I've brought this up multiple times, <laughs> but you know, people were asking, would you have rather have Gary Harris or Josh Hart? And it seems yeah. so crazy because it's like, oh, Gary Harris is so much better. I think he's making like seventeen million a year. He has five points tonight. Mm-hmm. Plays twenty three minutes. He was supposed to be like one of their main young pieces. 
he scores five points and still the Nuggets are so deep. I mean, Will Barton's putting up 23 points. Mm-hmm. Barton, I just, Barton was really good tonight. Murray was great. Jokic was just a monster. He was insane. They could not deal with him. He had 36 points on 25 shots, 4-7 from 3. Got to the free throw line a ton. The Thunder just wouldn't stop fouling him. <laughs> he had 10 assists and 9 boards. He was awesome. Only two that w- turnovers. That was uh, Jokic's game where tomorrow people are going to be like, I think we got to put Jokic in the MVP conversation. He deserves a seat at the table. <laughs> people are going to be saying that tomorrow. No, That was his game. It's so true. And it was on players only, man. Players only, baby. Got players Did you only. watch? Do you, do you watch players only, or do you watch the Fox Sports? I watch it, but I have the volume down, so it's not as I. It's not as egregious. I know everybody complains about it, but I, I, I typically watch games with the volume down. Maybe that's weird. Are you just in complete silence? Or are you doing something else? <laughs> <laughs> Tonight I was in complete silence. <laughs> You're just watching the game in complete silence. Silence? Yes. Creep? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've got children that are trying to sleep. It's part of it. You know, Kevin O'Connor, he uh, he listens to podcasts. Uh, Sometimes some music, some podcasts. (laughs) um, It just really gets me in the zone, man. Uh, Anyways, it's a big loss for the Thunder. If they want... the, The Thunder would like to have the two seed. And obviously, this is not the end of that. But this is really like losing two games, though, when it comes to trying to get the two seed for the Thunder. And I do think that it matters. I do think the difference between two and three matters quite a bit because the quality of opponent is vastly different. I do, too, because uh, I didn't really care. And then I was listening to uh, Bill Simmons today and Ryan Mm Rossillo, and they were talking about the idea of having to play the Rockets in the first round. Yeah. And I was like, oh... I didn't even realize that that was a possibility, but it's very much a possibility. Yeah. And it's like, what? what is our other option? Our other option is if Portland keeps winning, our other option would be Utah. Like, I don't right. want to do that either. I know. I don't want to do either of those. I'd like, I'd rather play Portland, I guess. I guess, yeah. That's probably the best option of those three. I don't want to play I get it. Don't want to play Utah in the first round again. Uh, no. I, I don't want to play Houston in the first round. Although, I mean... It would be pretty sweet to beat Houston in round one. Yeah, it would be sweet to beat them, but if we lost, it would. I feel like it would erase a lot of what I've built up this season. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like that would be really tough on me personally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another rough night from Schroeder, too. Oh, my gosh. I went back. His last three games, Andrew. Yeah, not good. Three of three of nineteen from three. Yeah, thirteen of forty-five from the field. Yeah, that's not that's not ideal. It's not great. He had eleven points on seventeen shots. He shot the ball more than Russell did tonight. Hey, you got your wish because somebody asked that question on Monday. Would you rather have Russ shoot the ball well, but Schroeder goes back to, to normal? And your first inclination was to choose rush shooting well, and look what that got it. Well, I talked myself That's... out of it eventually. Yeah, but I still blame you. <laughs> uh, it's I think it's it's tough for this team to win when Paul George isn't scoring efficiently, and then you're not getting you pretty much get nothing from Ferguson. 
and you get a really inefficient knife from Schroeder. I think it's it's tough. It's just it's tough to win, and the defense is not locked in. They haven't been locked in for weeks now, and I don't know when they will re-engage, but it's obviously it's still possible, and everything does change. Everything goes up a level when you get to the playoffs, and everybody's like, oh, I've, the Nuggets have just owned the Thunder in a seven-game series. Like I, I'm still not totally convinced of that because the playoffs is just different. It's just different. It's a different level of pressure. This is a really, really young Nuggets team, and maybe they can show up and do similar things. But um, I would, I would lean towards the Thunder just because of the experience that they have. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's stupid. But I just, I just think that as far as the playoffs go, it's just a different, it's a different animal. Yeah, the, the thing about the Nuggets, though, like when you think about who, how many guys on their team could score 25 points in a, a random playoff game. Mm-hmm. It's like Millsap, Jokic, Murray, Barton, Malik Beasley probably could, mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas, Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. Like it, It's just insane how many guys they have who could potentially just blow up on a random night. Whereas with the Thunder, you know, I feel like there's a few guys we can count on, but I... Other than like Schroeder, Westbrook, and George, uh, there's no one that like I really see as like a spark plug that can just like have a random great playoff game. Yeah. Well, it's probably just because like a lot of those other guys just don't get enough shots to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, Markeith gets six shots tonight. I mean, he's. I feel like they still need to find ways to get him in position and get him to be a little bit more comfortable within the offense. Ferguson shoots it three times. That's not quite enough there either. I think teams are adjusting to Terrence Ferguson being a guy. And then the Thunder are going to have to readjust to that at some point as well. Uh, But yeah, that's true. The Thunder don't have a lot of pure scoring. Uh, And they, they never really have. You know, besides like their main guys and maybe one guy off the bench, so they just they need to be better defensively is what it all comes down to. And I think that once the playoffs come, they will be. Um, but it's all about it, it. It's also all about developing habits up until that point. And the Thunder have done this for years, where they kind of drop off, and you kind of start to question them, and you know. Late February, March, like, is this team really built for the postseason? And, like, they made runs like this, even with the KD teams, where you question who they are. You try to make all these moments, like, right now, very defining for them and saying, like, you want to limit them, you know, come playoff time. Because 2016, like, we look back and think, oh, man, the Thunder were the most dominant team in the playoffs and look look back they couldn't they could not beat the spurs in the regular season and like no one was really giving the thunder a chance against the spurs in the second round things can change come playoff time like i just i don't i don't believe that just because the thunder lose and they may lose this the, the last game against denver too they may get swept by denver i just don't think that it's completely defining and maybe that's stupid but the regular regular season matchups are just different. And when you have the chance to adjust game to game, I feel like that's something that Billy Donovan's really good at. Uh, that's something that Michael Malone hasn't really had a chance to do. 
So I think there's a lot of advantages that the Thunder have come playoff time. And if you're somebody that wants to sit here and define what the Thunder can and can't do come the postseason, like, great. I just don't. I'm, I'm not there. I'm not with you. How far back are the Blazers uh, from the Thunder? Uh, it appears they are only one game back after their loss what? tonight. I know. Uh, the, that Blazers team, I, you can't count them out. That they're a good team, and I know that the Thunder have beat them this season. It's made them seem not as good, but they're probably just as good as they were last year. Um, and and their schedule, uh, looking at it now on Tankathon, they're the they have the twelfth hardest schedule. Yeah, you could also say the eighteenth easiest schedule. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so not super hard. They're kind of like middle of the road, Yeah. but they, they still have games left against teams like the Suns and the bulls and the Hawks and two games against the Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, two of OKC's easiest games are against Minnesota, which is still like a good team. I mean, like a fine team, a team that has the Thunder's number. Yeah, true. (laughs) But the way that they played recently. Yeah. And the next few games, I mean, they've got, Portland's got Boston and Toronto. The Thunder play them again March seventh. That's a big game on the schedule. Circle that. Oh, I have to have to uh, holler at my friend uh, PD Pat. I know it's in Portland. I know it's a Thursday night. I can be there. Can the I Thunder, can be there? Can the Thunder win two games in Portland this year? Nope. <laughs> sure doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I mean the Thunder. This it's. It's gonna matter because I mean you you don't you do not want to be the four or five you do not want to get there uh, you know we up until tonight I think we talked about the two seed being a possibility I think that it's definitely less of a possibility now not impossible uh, but you would need Denver to uh, play pretty poorly down the stretch in order to get there um, but yeah you don't want to be four or five because you don't want to have to play Golden State in the second round. You want to stay 2-3. Obviously, you'd, you'd like to have the 2-seed. Uh, but if you can stay at 3, uh, I think that you probably hope that Portland drops to the 6-seed. Because of all like the 6-seed opponents, I think that you look at Portland, Utah, and Houston. It's like, oh my god. Like, those, are, those are really tough opponents. It's kind of wild that the Clippers are only a half game back of the Jazz, though. That is wild. For the, for the sixth seed. It'd be great to get the Clippers as the sixth seed. Yeah, I would take that. <laughs> that won't happen, but that would be nice. Or the Spurs. Maybe the Spurs will go on a run. I know. The, they, the Spurs are three and seven in their last ten. Yes, but they just did their rodeo trip. They were one and seven, but it doesn't matter anymore. It's over. Yeah. I, yeah. So maybe they'll bounce back. The Spurs are eleven and twenty-two on the road. They have the eighteenth hardest schedule, also known as the twelfth easiest schedule. So maybe maybe they could make a run. Yeah, uh, that would be nice to get them at six. But then who's falling to seven? Like who who would you say out of Portland, Houston, Utah is going to fall behind them? Portland, Houston, not Utah. Probably, man, uh, I'm really depressed about Houston right now. <laughs> I think, I think, I think they might be good again. Why? I don't know. I was just watching them, and like Chris Paul looks kind of good again. He kind of yeah. looks like Chris Paul. 
Uh, really bummed me out. Thought, really thought it was all over for them. <laughs> I know. It did seem like it was all over them. And it's like it's it's just difficult because you watch the Thunder lose tonight and it just feels it feels a little doomsday for for OKC. But it's Well, not- it's it's not doomsday, but you look at their upcoming schedule. Now, on Thursday, they get the Sixers at home without Embiid. Yeah. They really you need gotta, to win that you game. Ha- you you got to win that game. Then they go to San Antonio Where the, on Saturday. The Spurs are tough in San Antonio. Like I said, they've been awful on the road, but at home they've been really good. I think they're like twenty-two and seven. That's that's scary. But on the other hand, they, that's a game OKC could win. They should win that game. They are a, they are a much better team than the San Antonio Spurs. But we we saw. I mean, they played that classic game. Yeah. in San Antonio that they lost. So I mean, anything then, can happen. On the a second night of a back-to-back, they come home and play Memphis. That's a must-win. They got to. They got to win. You've got to beat Memphis. You cannot, LeBron James. No, they the can't. Memphis team. No, you but cannot. then after that, four road games in a row: Minnesota, Portland, Clippers, Utah. Mm-hmm. And and from there on, there's like no easy games. Like apparently, Miami at home is an easy game according to tankathon but even that feels scary Miami's not good hey they just got uh goron back they also lost He's... to the suns yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is not a good team they have to okay, win that so game at home they have to win beat, that game gotta beat the heat at home come on so they got that game they got uh, at Memphis coming up later in the year. That's that should be a win. They got a Dallas at home. That should be a win. Dallas sucks on the road. The Thunder have to win that game. Yeah. And Detroit at home feels like it should be a, like that needs to be a win. Mm-hmm. Everything else, if they lost it, I wouldn't be that angry. Like it'd be explainable. Mm-hmm. But man, that's a tough schedule. Although on the other hand. I feel like the team we saw tonight, I mean, that was like a pretty even matchup. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I do think Denver is better right now. Like they just have more to throw at us. Mm-hmm. I don't think we got to see like OKC at their absolute top level. Not even you know? close, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there were, there were moments where it was like, I really think in that fourth quarter when they were, getting all those turnovers and they were converting everything like that's the OKC that we've we know that we hope to see in the playoffs. But yeah. I mean, you and also I I there's one thing that I did think that was pretty good tonight was I thought the shot distribution was pretty good. Overall. Yeah, you like uh Dennis Schroeder taking 17 shots. Like, <laughs> Besides <laughs> that, that's the, obviously the worst part about it. But you look at like Russell took 14. Adams took yeah. 12. Grant took 12. Paul George, 24. Honestly, can Westbrook only take 14 shots? I know I'm going back on everything I've said this entire season. <laughs> I was so excited for like this new version of Russ, and then I watched them tonight, and I'm like, are we sure he only needs 14 shots? Shouldn't, <laughs> like, Who else is going to score on this team? I know. I, with the night that he was having, because can, you can get to the rim on this Nuggets team, and he did quite a bit. Yeah, there was actually a really nice play. I think it was like exactly two minutes left in the game. And there were a bunch of passes. And it comes to Westbrook out on the three-point line. And thankfully, Jamal Murray decides to play him really close. 
And so Russ like can't take the three pointer that he so desperately wants to take. Mm-hmm. And Russ decides to just drive it. And he drives easily and gets a layup. And that made me feel good. That was yeah. like, I don't know if I can really credit Russ because it might have just been Jamal Murray just deciding to play him up on the three-point line when he probably should have just backed off and let him shoot it. But right. still. <laughs> yeah. No, I, th- I think that you can attack this team. And I think the Thunder can come up with a better game plan on what they had tonight. And also, you're going to get a better night from Paul George. This is about as bad a shooting night that you're going to get from a Paul George. 3 of 14 from 3, 7 of 24. He had 25 points on 24 shots when he made eight of eight from the free throw line. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just not efficient enough and not the guy that we've seen all season. So I just, I think if you get an efficient Paul George, this game is super close and probably a game the Thunder can win. And, you know, Dennis, Dennis has got to find ways to get other guys involved. He did have seven assists tonight, which I'm a little shocked by, (laughs) to be honest. Uh, well, you know what? One part of his game that was great tonight was his lob game. True. He had like a couple of really nice lobs. He had that one to Adams. That was really nice. Uh, yeah. And he had another to Noel. Mm-hmm. I thought New Orleans was awesome. He was. I think he led them in plus minus tonight. Markeith actually did. Plus 15. Oh, Markeith did? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Markeith was all right. He, he should have a bigger role. He should. Like he, he, he doesn't. It's not like he was amazing tonight or anything. But going back to what I've been saying about like the Nuggets having all these guys who could score, I just don't know how much Markeith can really do. What he play like fourteen minutes tonight? Yeah. He just there's got to be more minutes for him, and I get like I don't know where you find them. Well, I think I think what you do is that you in the playoffs you just kill those minutes that go to Nader and Ray Felton and you give those minutes to Jeremy. So you play big? You play bigger. I don't think you put Markeith. You're not putting Markeith out there. You're putting Jeremy out there. At the three? Mm -hmm. Markeith can't play the three. Um, But maybe they give those minutes to Andre Robertson. Yeah, he was shooting threes. He was hobbling around the three-point line shooting threes today. Now, he actually... And Billy was a little bit more optimistic when asked about it, saying that he was a little bit surprised. So, I, and I've never thought that it was completely tabled, whereas like Twitter, it's just like, I'm going to go ahead and call it, even though I've seen nothing, that he's never going to play again. Should might as well just dump his contract. Uh, if he can come back and play 10 minutes, it would be massive for this team. Because, and I know the minutes were positive for Felton and Nader, but I just, I just, my belief in either one of those guys is just not there. I think you didn't believe those eight minutes from Felton? <laughs> or he was over to? They felt, they, it felt like 30 minutes. <laughs> I know. It felt like he's still out there. <laughs> and you look at the box where he played eight minutes. Well, honestly, now every time I see him out there, I'm like, who got injured? Like, there mu- somebody must have gotten injured. Why is right. Felton out there right now? Yeah. There, there's there's a problem at the backup wing. Because, I mean, they're not going to play Deontay every night. And Nader, minute to minute, is either a disaster or a guy that's making shots for this team. 
Uh, and a lot of times he's just an absolute disaster on the defensive end. And I don't know where Billy's belief in Nader came at the end of that jazz game in the overtimes where he ended up giving the Thunder great minutes. Uh, I don't know where, I don't know where that came from and I don't know where his confidence came from in Nader, but like credit to Billy in that moment. But I think more often than not, you're going to get an an Abdul Nader that is going to miss defensive rotations and end up hurting you. Yeah, I would agree with that. Oh boy. Uh, who would you rather have if you had to choose between mm-hmm. the Jazz and the Rockets? It's a really good question. I'd probably say Utah. I feel pretty confident that this team could beat Utah in a, in a seven-game series. I think that's where I would go, too. Houston just scares me for whatever reason. Well, not for whatever reason. They were the what second-best team in the league last year, and they seem to be getting healthy at the right time for them. Yeah. And they still have Shumpert coming back. Can't forget that. So, yeah, I think I would choose Utah as well. Yeah. Although, you do have James Harden and Chris Paul who are notorious for just dying in the playoffs. So, there's more potential for it to be really fun and more gratifying if you beat that Houston Rockets team in the first round. Yeah, I was looking up at... James Harden's playoff stats yeah. recently. Um, his last two seasons, you know, he's played a lot of playoff games. He he's shot below thirty percent from three both years. Well, just kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Don't look up Russell's stats. I'm not going to. I'm just telling you that James Harden has <laughs> shot. He's averaged ten attempts per game both of the last two postseasons. Wow, from yeah. three. And Houston's schedule is kind of soft here at the end. They get uh, Charlotte, Miami. They get Boston, Toronto, Philly. But then they have Dallas, Charlotte. They get another game against Phoenix. They have another game against Atlanta, Memphis, New Orleans, Sacramento twice, New York, Phoenix. I mean, that seems they, like they're not going away. They can jump the Blazers. They can jump the. They should jump the Blazers, yeah. I think the most the ideal thing for the Thunder, and I think there's a sincere possibility. Actually, would predict this to happen, is that Utah and Houston jump the Blazers, and they play and they play in the second round, and then they have to go play Golden State. I think that that is what will happen. Um, Well, actually, they would be playing uh, Sacramento. Because remember, in the in the prophecy, oh. <laughs> Sacramento beats right. Golden State, and then they right, beat right, Houston. Right. So that requires Houston being in the four five matchup. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. They get to play. They get to play Buddy in round <laughs> yeah. in round two. <laughs> yeah, I think that's if you were to write out a scenario with the Thunder staying at three, I think that would be it. Um. Do you have anything else to say about the Thunder? I was going to talk about the Lakers real quick. No, let's let's go league-wide. Let's talk about the Lakers a little bit. Well, I was listening to Bill Simmons and Ryan Russillo, and they were talking about what what do you think is the best backup plan? Like, if if this summer the Anthony Davis trade, let's say it happens with Boston, like, what do you do if you're, if you're Magic and Rob Palenka? I don't know. And honestly, of the options that they gave, 
I think the one that was the best was was signing Kemba Walker. Oh, because with the idea that he's like sort of similar to Kyrie. Is Kemba leaving? Well, he's going to be a free agent, and if the Lakers could offer him, you know, thirty million a year or whatever. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't the Hornets just offer him the five year max? They could, yeah. But what if he wants to leave? He might want to leave. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I mean, he what, loves playing with Jeremy Lamb, though. What would be your other backup? Because I, I don't know. Pay Jimmy Butler. Oh man, it could get ugly. I mean, it's already kind of ugly, but it could get uglier. Well, it's ugly if we're talking about Kimba Walker. Because like, you're not winning a championship that way. No, you're not. But you're way more respectable than you are right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a better team. But, I mean, the the standard for the Lakers when you get LeBron James is you go win a championship. And when, you're, when you settle and you pay a guy like that, like, I like Kimba. Kimba's good. He started in the All-Star game. Great. Cool. You're not winning a championship. It's not going to happen. I don't know. They haven't. I don't know what the backup plan is for them. What year did the Thunder make the finals? Was that the 12 13 season? 2012. No, 2011 12. Okay. So the last time the Lakers were in the playoffs was the Patrick Beverly year. That's how long ago it was. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah, that's They, kinda, have, they have three crazy. coaches that year yeah. Mike Brown, Bernie Bickerstaff, and Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Oh. It's it's been a long time since they've made the playoffs. Because I was thinking today, uh, I was thinking of ranking just for myself, just for fun, uh, what teams I would least want to be the fans of right now. Yeah, and and there's worse options than the Lakers. I mean, it's not like the Lakers are that bad off. You get to watch LeBron James Pelicans not play is defense. Obviously, the worst. It might be. I guess it would be. I still wouldn't want to watch the Magic, but I guess the Pelicans, I, I don't want to make a decision until this summer. If they got Zion somehow, yeah, yeah, yeah I'd rather yeah. that than the, the Pelicans. That's true. I mean, than the Magic. Or the Hornets. Yeah. Honestly, the, the teams that are like right in the middle, like Detroit even, even though I like Blake Griffin. Yeah, that's a gross team. They would be pretty low on my, my list. But it's it's crazy how far down the Lakers would be on that list for me. Yeah, I mean we. I mean, you still have LeBron, but what what version of LeBron do we get? Are we getting? Is this like? Do we just call this like the Space Jam LeBron era? I don't know what might, what you start to call it. And Matt Moore, he was uh, he was retweeting some Lakers fans, and the way they were talking about how they felt about this season reminded me of the way we were talking about last season. Honestly, I think this is the time of the year when the great fun debate was had on the Down to Dunk podcast on the Fry Pod. It may have been. And so what are they saying? What are they saying? They're just talking about how like miserable it is, oh, like okay. how miserable it is watching this team, and how honestly they'd rather just have last year's young team fighting for like five hundred record. Yeah. When you don't, when you have high expectations that you you don't meet or you you can't meet, it's misery. It's the worst. Absolute misery. Because even if, like, you, like, the, it's funny when you look back at last season, you just think of that Thunder team as a complete failure. They, they had home court advantage in the playoffs still. 
<laughs> yeah, they're probably going to be the same seed that they are this year. It's very, it's it's very possible that that happens. I would still predict them to be three, but getting to the playing in the four or five matchup is a sincere possibility for them. And then they go on to beat the the Golden State Warriors in round two. Shock that is the, great. Shock the world. Uh, yeah, that is an interesting question. Who who in the Western Conference besides the Pelicans would you not want to be a fan of? So the Suns have a lot of upside, even though they've had a couple bad seasons in a row now, and and even though they thought this season was going to be a year where they made somewhat of a jump. I still would be a little bit excited. You're still going to get a really good pick this year. That honestly, just having a high pick would like tide me over <laughs> for an entire year. <laughs> Memphis. Uh, Memphis would be rough, but they do have Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, he is. He is something exciting. They're going to get a decent pick, but yeah, they they would probably. I don't know if anyone would be worse than that. Honestly, other I mean, other than the Pelicans. What if the Clippers strike out this summer? Maybe, but man, I feel like the Clippers are like really, yes, if they strike out, but I, I'm becoming more and more confident that the Clippers are going to make a huge splash this summer. Yeah. No Kawhi, no KD. That would be pretty lame. Maybe they bring back Tobias on a max. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Because that's, that's a possibility. I mean, the Raptors make the finals and push Golden State to six. Maybe yeah. Kawhi wants to stay. Maybe. Kevin Durant goes to New York. Then what? Like, there's a lot There's a lot of what's the next plan for these L.A. teams. Seems like a Jimmy Butler place. I, I don't know where Jimmy Butler is going to go, but I don't think he's going to be with the Sixers. What makes you say that? I'm just not feeling it, man. Something's up. If the Sixers, Something's up. If the Sixers pay him the max, he'll stay. Yeah, he will, but I don't think they're going to. You really think they're going to give the max to both Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris after I, already giving it to Embiid? I don't think... You think they're going to max out Tobias Harris? think they got to. Oh. Toby. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know about that. What's to see. What is, what's Elton Brand up to? We'll see. I don't know. We don't really know that much about him yet. It'll be interesting. Yeah, and the that Sixers matchup is they have like no centers now for their game because Boban's out too. Yeah, maybe that'll be a good chance for Steven Adams to get like back on track. Yeah, he gets to play thirty four minutes against Jonah Bolden. That'd be great. He yeah. needs it. He does. Honestly, I'd rather him just sit out. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit in an ice bath for 48 minutes. <laughs> just, just get some rest. Just go home. Yeah, I I don't know what the solution is for for him. I I don't know. He's This is kind of the story of Steven Adams the last few years is that he just kind of gets beat up throughout the season and then come playoff time. like he, It's just really difficult for him to be 100%. But like I said, he's still very young. He's not even 26. He is young. No no question. Uh, anything else in the NBA that's that interests you, Alex? 
Um, I thought there, uh, just for the pod listeners, I thought the Brian Windhorse podcast was very good today. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Arnovitz and Kevin Pelton, uh, talking about various topics. Very much enjoyed it. Yeah. So I would say go listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what else am I thinking about? Uh, Andrew, I've been thinking about beef jerky a lot lately. Oh yeah. Yeah. I went to buy some beef jerky tonight. What kind of beef jerky do you like? Just general. You don't have to tell me a brand, but when you're eating beef jerky, what are you looking for? Uh, good thickness. No, wrong. It's incorrect. Okay. I think you. I think you need to get. You need to try to get advertisement from a uh, Hard Times beef jerky. Do you know who they are? Mm-mm. They're based in El Reno, and they're my favorite beef jerky. In El Reno. Yeah, they're based in El Reno. They're nationwide though. And they make really dry, difficult to eat beef jerky, which is my favorite kind of beef jerky. Real chewy? Yeah, like the kind that takes like 10 minutes to chew one piece. Oh. Because I was at the store tonight trying to find some what I consider good beef jerky. And all these new beef jerky brands are all thick cut and juicy. Yeah. Andrew, that's bacon. I don't want that. I want beef jerky. I want dry meat. What's What's it called? It's called Hard Times. It has a picture. It has a picture of like a hobo on the front with his little bindle. Wow! But you can order them online. I looked it up after I bought this other kind of beef jerky. Wow! Um, but just another example of uh, Oklahoma's greatness. You they make what? great beef jerky. You know what another example of Oklahoma's greatness is? Oh, the mule! The mule! You got to go down to the mule, Sixteenth and Blackwelder. Near downtown Oklahoma City in the Plaza District. If you're cool, or if you think you're cool, you got to be in the Plaza District. And if you're really cool, the best place to go is the Buell. Uh, it's it's kind of a it's the staple of the Plaza District, right? Like it's it's the spot they have. I, honestly, more, I feel like it's been there almost the longest of all the new places. Yeah, it's and it's great. They've got really really great. Grilled cheese sandwiches, gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches. It's all fresh ingredients, very creative stuff. Everything is good. They have uh, French fries that you can get. Uh, the tomato soup is unbelievable. The The black bean soup that they have now is so delicious. You've got to go try that. Uh, always ask for the seasonal side. No matter what it is, it is has always been delicious. Uh, you got to go check out the mule. Uh, they've got uh, great beer and cocktail selection. So if you just want to go uh, watch the Sixers game somewhere, meet a friend, uh, go grab yourself a drink and get some fried cheese curds and enjoy the game. So go check out the Mule. Support the people that support Down to Dunk. Are you going to be at the game on Thursday? Well, it's my brother's birthday Thursday. Oh, jeez. So we'll see. What's his deal? <laughs> He's got... Can you? Can you bring him to the to the game? Uh, That'd be a sweet brother thing to do. I'll have to run that by Matt Tumbleson. Hey, can can I bring my bro with me? <laughs> Is that cool? <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I mean, I think it would be tough for the Thunder to supplant the Nuggets at this point. What do you think? What would you put the chances of them doing it now after losing tonight? Like ten, like ten percent. Yeah. I think that's it's 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 hard because they were already I think before tonight it was three games wasn't it 
yeah, in three games in the next like twenty two that they have left is incredibly difficult. And so now it's four games plus Denver has the tiebreaker, so it's basically five games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's pretty much impossible. Forget it. Forget it. It's <laughs> over. Yes, <laughs> we have to play one of these good teams. They have to. Yeah. Maybe Utah falls to seven. That would be nice. Nope. Uh, probably not. Uh, okay. Who who's the best team in the Eastern Conference? Who's your team? Who do you who are you so? So someone on tw- uh, Reddit, he was a he was a Atlanta Hawks fan. He had a very good post that I liked because I think the general consensus is Milwaukee's clearly the best team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like a historically great team if yeah. you look at their net rating. They're top five in offense, top five in defense. Uh, but this fan, he brought up an interesting point, and his point was that he's worried about Milwaukee in the playoffs because of their depth. So apparently when Coach Bud was coaching the Hawks, he would rely on his depth way too much, and it made sense during the regular season, but then even in the playoffs, he would play these super long rotations, and he wouldn't be playing his best players and this fan claimed that this was the reason why the Hawks didn't have a lot of postseason success with Coach Bud. Hmm. And he, he was saying that he's been watching the Bucks this year and that Coach Bud is still doing this. He's still playing these super long rotations, which is even more true now now that they've gotten Miritich. I mean, they have so many. They're just so deep right now. Yeah. And so I do wonder if in the playoffs, if that comes back to bite Coach Bud. So now I'm... So now I'm starting to to waver because originally I was thinking like I was actually kind of excited about a Milwaukee Golden State series because I do think Milwaukee has. Well, first of all, they've played Golden State really well the last couple seasons. Um, I think they were. Were they the first team to beat Golden State when they were on their like crazy winning streak way back in the day? I believe that's right. They've just always played them well. So I, I would kind of like to see that matchup. But I'm starting to waver in my belief of whether they're really going to be the team. And I don't like I don't feel super great about the Raptors either. Yeah. I mean, I like the I like them but their history or what? Their history and just the they're not This is going to sound so dumb, but I I keep going back to Boston. That sounds dumb. I know it does. What makes and you go back said, to Boston? Like Kyrie I just think that they are the best team. And I know that they haven't shown it this season. Like, they didn't show it tonight. No, they did not. But, and so so maybe I'll just be, I'll just be <laughs> dumb and wrong. They do have a better point differential than the Raptors do, barely. Which is kind of Boston does? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? It, it, it'll probably not turn out to be true, but I'm just, I'm not ready to write off Boston. Yeah. They just have so many chemistry issues. That worry that's that's worrisome to me. They do. I wish they had made some kind of like consolidation trade at the trade deadline. And just the way that they played. I mean, I, I don't know. Losing like the way they did tonight. I mean, that's embarrassing. That's fair. If this podcast was last night, I would have felt a little bit better because mm-hmm. it was kind of embarrassing. They, I, I know this sounds terrible, but they almost like need an injury. Um, 
just to like free up some minutes for some of these other guys. Yeah. They got too many but, guys, man. They got too many guys. But, uh, who would you take? I've been a Toronto guy from the beginning. I like that team. I, I think they've got a lot of firepower. They have so many athlete, athletic defenders. And now like, they have just Marcus Gasol just has like the icing on the cake. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I really like that team. Well, you've always been a big Siakam guy. I'm a huge Siakam guy. Finals MVP, Pascal Siakam. I don't think that's out of the range of possibilities for this season. He was good tonight. He was he was great. <laughs> he was really, really good. Yeah, that team, I, I don't know. I just like them. And everybody, everybody, if you've listened to our show, like you know how much I like OG Ananobi. I think that guy has still has like a pretty high ceiling. Uh, I like Danny Green. I think they just have solid guys. They got Jeremy Lin on their team. They've got a really deep team. They've got a lot of players. I'm looking. I was trying to figure out when Siakam's going to get paid. I guess it's not. Is he going to be a free agent after next summer? That can't be right. What what draft was he in? I don't even know. I think he just can't. I think he just. 2016 draft. He just came out of the ether, man. 27th pick by Toronto. Okay, so he will be a restricted free agent. He's going to get paid. He's going to get a max, Andrew. I thought that was crazy a month ago, and now I know for certain it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. He's put he's putting up big numbers. 25 points tonight. He only scored 10 against the Orlando Magic who had the best defense in the NBA in the past month, which is so weird. Oh, my gosh. The Magic lost to the Knicks. I know. Uh, er, immediately after losing to the Suns, I think. They lost to two they, bottom feeders in a row. Well, they beat Toronto. What, in their last game? Mm-hmm. Hold on. G- give Sunday. me a second. Well, it may not be their last game. But oh, okay. Just, they lost to the Bulls. Then they beat the Raptors at Toronto, and then they lost to the Knicks. <laughs> They're trash. Uh, yeah. That's that's an underwhelming team. Uh, okay. Anything else before we go? No. Okay. That's it. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. You can follow Alex on Twitter at AlBabyCakes. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. Follow our show at DownToDunk. Appreciate you guys listening. Leave us a five-star iTunes review if you have the time on your hands, which it's only a few minutes, honestly. If you have an iPhone, it's super easy. Click on the Purple Podcast app, search down to dunk, hit five stars, boom, you're done. If you write us a nice message, in which a lot of you have, I read them, and it makes me feel really good about myself, and I really appreciate it. So please do that if you have the time. Uh, Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys Friday. Debra, welcome to the Debra Buckets Basketball Hour, the internet's number one podcast within a podcast. I am your host, Debra Buckets, aka Mr. Cakes, aka Papa Longsleeves, aka Siakam Maxim. Now, if you've been listening to the pod the past few weeks, there's a good chance that you are now a millionaire.
Why? Because two weeks ago, Down to Dunk brought betonline.ag on as a sponsor. And two weeks ago, I told you to bet on Joe Harris for the three-point contest. And guess what? Win! Now, last week, I told you to take Sacramento plus 13.5 against the Warriors. And guess what? Win! Then, before the OKC-Utah Jazz game, I texted Andrew in a private conversation and told him that I would take Utah plus 4.5. And guess what? Win! Now, everything I touch turns to gold. I am 3-0. I am what they refer to as a sharp. I can't lose. I am undefeated. I am blessed. So now I have to ask you listeners, are you sick of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you want to live a life of luxury? Do you want to leave your garbage job and move to Las Vegas and live in a hotel swimming pool with babes? Well, then you need to call the Deborah Buckets betting hotline because we're not giving these picks away for free anymore, okay? For a few weeks, I gave them away for free, all right? I just gave my knowledge. I gave my gift away. And look what happened. Three and oh. Well, now it's different. Now, I need you to pick up your phone and dial 971-236-3422. And you will get my five-star, lock it in, can't be wrong, because it's not, I'm invincible, pick of the century. Now, just as a reminder, that is 971-236-3422. And I am dead serious. That is a real number. You need to call it, and you will receive my sharpest, smartest bet. We can all profit from this gift that I've been blessed with. Now, when I speak to you again, it will be a Wednesday. I will be 4-0. and And you, my friends, We'll be millionaires. Thank you for listening to the Deborah Buckets Basketball Hour. You can find me at Al Baby Cakes. You can find Andrew at Andrew K. Shalect. You can find Luke at Creepy Goatee Guy. You can find Jay at, uh, where is Jay? Has anyone seen Jay? And you can find Taylor at Taylor's Going to Be Late Again. See you next week. Da 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 da.